Hi, welcome to the Holding Hands and Throwing Fists podcast. I got the mic. And I have the opinions. Welcome to episode 2W, season 2, episode W. The W is for WrestleFuck. WrestleFuck is when a fighter has a disadvantage in striking with his opponent, but has the grappling advantage and keeps the fight on the ground and just laying on top of the other. It's also known as lay and pray. This is not an official term. WrestleFuck is a MMA old school term from like the inter- message boards and stuff from back in the day. On the I internet. have never heard John Anik or Joe Rogan or Dominic Cruz or Paul Felder or DC. I'll keep going in the... I think it's just because they're not allowed to say WrestleFuck. And the thing about WrestleFuck is that it's not that you beat them in wrestling and that you were that you really took advantage of... It's that you're fucking them. Is that you're fucking him. I yeah. <laughs> got it. Because okay, you're no, not no, trying to do sense. anything. It's like lay and pray. You're literally taking him down and staying on top. You're not trying to pass guard. You're not trying to beat him up. You're not trying to submit him. You're just kind of staying on top so you go in the round. So if I had to use wrestle fuck in a sentence, would I say Habib <laughs> wrestle fucks his opponents nonstop? See, he definitely does not because he advances position and he fucks his people. He fucks his opponents up. Like he mauls them. So, uh-huh. like, nobody gets famous from being a WrestleFuck because they don't do shit. Uh, huh. Wow. Well, that was interesting. All right. We have to, like, rewind because we didn't record last week. So, we have to rewind to UFC 252. If you recall, it took place on August 15th. And we were soups excited because it was uh, DC versus Stipe. Um, we were in Belmar. Whew, how lucky were we? We got to watch the fights with Billy Alexander. Just, I mean, just got to say, he's in the talks for pound for pound number one fan in Holding Hands and Throwing Fists. He's our only fan. <laughs> so he's definitely other, in the talks. He's in the talks. He's in the talks because there's other people. There, There's Patrick Grady's oh, around true, there. True. There's all Melissa's. Right. There's also... All don't right. make me go down the list. Okay, let's I, not. Know, let's not. All right. If I don't mention your name, it's just because Anna maybe go to the next subject. Okay, so in UFC 252, Kai Kamaka beat Tony Kelly in the first fight of the night. We definitely missed that because, as I said, we were in Belmar. But we found out after one fight of the night, and we're like, what the F? So this weekend, we got to rewatch the fight with my mom and my brother. And the fight was pretty awesome. They, like, went at it. Um, and I think either could have won. Super exciting. Next, Rosenstruck TKO Junior Dos Santos, which... I'm okay with that, but I like Junior Dos Santos so much. This, The next two fights are the ones we were talking about the most. Cheeto Vera beat our boy Sean O'Malley. It was kind of like funky to watch because it didn't look like Cheeto Vera necessarily beat him. It just looked like Sean O'Malley fucked up his own leg somehow. But then when we went back and rewatched it and other people went back and rewatched it, and actual experts, they were like, no, there's this specific leg nerve that Cheeto Vera hit and it made Sean O'Malley like not be able to stand up, yeah. <laughs> basically. Um, and so that was interesting. And then I like, I just have to read George's notes for part of this because it was kind of funny. Stipe and DC poked each other in the eyes a bunch and had a great fight. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. Luckily, my boy Stipe won. And um, yeah, he's our heavyweight champ. Won the trilogy fight. And I, I believe DC is probably going to stick to retiring now. But who knows? Who knows? Either way, it was a fun night of fights. Uh, it was cool. The whole house of 15 people was uh, asleep 
while we were just kind of hanging out and watching the fights with Billy, so it was pretty cool. Uh, the following week uh, was UFC Fight Night, Frankie Edgar versus Pedro Munoz. Uh, during the week in preparation for that fight, Anna's off comment out of nowhere when we were in our house because we're still quarantined, kind of, was, what a whack-ass card. I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about, but I did know what you were talking about, so. It's so whack-ass, you, like, hardly even knew there was a card. Yeah. Um, but it turned out, like I said, it turned out to be, uh, decently exciting. When you think that, uh, something's gonna be pretty bad... And you have low expectations for it. I guess people really want to try to make an impression and stuff. And they know that going into it. So there was a bunch of exciting fights. Uh, some of the things that were most interesting uh, were Joe Selecki submitting Austin Hubbard in a flawless victory. Shout out to Salty Dog Jiu-Jitsu. You know that uh, John Salter is a uh, Bellator uh, fighter. He's a veteran. He's been there for a while. And I, uh, he was my partner. When I, I went to Marcelo Garcia's yes. one time. And he was the fucking nicest dude ever. And he's a professional fighter. And my dumb ass was like, oh, so uh, you, uh, you're you pretty good, huh? Uh, how long have you been training for? He's like, 15 years. And I was like, oh, so you're a black one? Um, but yeah, Joe Selecki trains at, at John Salter's gym, which is why I made that Where connection. is that? It's like... North Carolina or oh, something okay. like East Coast or something. Far enough not to drive down there, yeah. although I'd like to if I'm ever in the area. And then our boy Frankie Edgar beat Pedro Munoz in a five round war. We really need to rewatch that fight and actually pay attention uh, because it was super close and people, yeah. a lot of people are saying that Pedro won. But it's just good to see Frankie win, man. I yeah. know, and I he, needed it. He looked great at 135, so people are talking about Frankie Edgar versus Dominic Cruz and. Let me guess. We're all about it, I think, right? So all yeah, about it, great. but also so tricky. I know. Mooch tricks. Really. tricks. tricks. Well. <clears throat> there's friends. A, there's an elephant. There's a couple elephants in this friends, room. Friends, there's but. a couple elephants in this room. I've been dying to tell you all. <sighs> George got me some really great birthday presents this year that I really wanted. But he got me a present that cost absolutely nothing. Nothing. It was free. And it was... Wow. It was the best present of my life. Spit it out, babe. My favorite coach, Ray Longo. You have heard me talk about him nonstop because he's the coach for a lot of fighters that I really like. Like Chris Weidman. Like Marab. Like Aljo. Like... Ally Quinta. Ally Quinta. And... If we're not talking about his fighters, we're talking about how Ray Longo does, <laughs> because of quarantine, like, his fighters weren't getting, like, the hype from the gym, so he was doing, like, drive-by parades the way, like, five-year-olds get got them for their birthday. He was doing it for his fighters just to wish them luck, and George opened up his phone, and he showed me a picture where Ray Longo was, like, always standing. That's where he always stands for these cutie little parades, and I'm like... Babe, this is some bullshit. Like, it's fucking Monday. <laughs> Ray Longo doesn't do his parades until Friday or Thursday, like right before the fight. And we just watched him do one this weekend. And then he pressed play. And here you go. This is what I got for my birthday. Hey, on behalf of the Sarah Longo fight team... This birthday wish goes out to Anna Brennan, man. We wish you a happy birthday. You got a beautiful day. I wish we had a parade for you. 
But this was a last-minute thing, and uh, thank you for supporting the team. And really enjoy your beautiful day on your birthday. Happy birthday, Anna. Ah, I won't go with you. Happy birthday. It's pretty damn cool. Pretty fucking awesome. Happy birthday, babe. Thank you. You heard that Long Island accent, everyone? <laughs> I love it. Anyway, that was like way too important to just throw in the top five. <laughs> but shall we go to whatever the top five now? Bleh. All right, babe. I'll start off the top five. So, um, the big middleweight championship fight is coming up soon. Israel Adesanya versus Paulo Costa. Boracinha is his nickname. Uh, dude has probably the fucking most insane body in the entire UFC besides Joel Romero. Yeah. We'll, we'll do a side-by-side poll maybe on, on Instagram to see who you think has a better body. But... <laughs> I'm just I'm just here to talk all the bullshit and basically a perfect example of housewives with testosterone. Israel Adesanya and Paulo Costa are going hard in the paint against each other. I can't even repeat all the shit that they're saying because Honestly, I haven't heard any. Can you can you repeat one? There's just one too thing? many. I need to probably like do my research on the spot. I should have had some pulled up by now. Right. No, you, I you called me out on it. Um, because I I just I see memes that are making fun of what they've actually said, but they're so distorted that I don't know what um, Israel or, or Costa Paula. actually said. So, cool. Exhibit A. Paula Costa says, "I have just one question, Adesanya. Why were you frozen when you faced Yoel Romero? You are not a real champion, man. You don't deserve it. I will kill you." Eek. <laughs> Exhibit B. Adesanya said, I think I'm under his skin already. Not really think. I know I'm under his skin already. I kind of wish this was, what do you call it, BC before Corona? I wish it was BC because that way it would be a press conference around different countries or different cities. And I could see him face to face and I could actually give him shit and really dig under his skin. But it's really easy to get under his skin. Exhibit C. Paulo Costa said, USADA never came for me in Brazil. Meaning that the whole time that he's been in the training camp in Brazil, he's probably been taking steroids <laughs> just to taunt them. Although he probably has. <laughs> yeah, but that's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> and Exhibit D. Uh, MMA Twitter is getting a fuck you again. Oh my gosh. Because... <laughs> Everybody on MMA Twitter, the tides have turned. People are like Stylebender Israel Adesanya is the fucking god of striking in mixed martial arts right now. He's the best. He's whatever. Now, everyone's saying, is it just me or do I really want Adesanya to lose? And like, he's such a bitch and stuff like that. People, what the fuck, MMA Twitter? Fuck you. No, you know why? Why? Because he dyed his hair pink and people don't like change. Mm. And now they just feel like they don't know him anymore. Well, yeah. Well, you know what? I hope he shows up with his pink hair, and I hope he fucking wins. Porachinha. <laughs> I hope, well, I hope no one dies. <laughs> yeah, for real. Is that, is that the, the end of your... That's my spiel. Okay. I wasn't prepared for that one. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you got some good, good things to add there. Um, number two, we're just going to go back really quickly. One, for George's sake, but two... Um, I think I didn't give Marlon Cheeto Vera enough love because I just didn't know who he was. 
So he's making number two on our top five this week. After he beat Sean O'Malley, we listened to a couple of interviews of him, with him, and he's just like a really cute family guy. He's from Ecuador. He's only 27, so he is at the peak of his career, too. Not even the peak. It's just like starting the exact same way Sean O'Malley was, and for some reason, um, like you said, O'Malley had the hype train, but Vera didn't. Um, But listening to him talk, he's so nice, and... My favorite part is that he he does curse a lot, but he says fuck in the most random places. It never makes sense. And then, like, he goes on to the next sentence and you're like, wait, did he just curse for, like, no reason at all? And he definitely did. But our favorite story that we heard was that apparently uh, Sean O'Malley's coach had texted Cheeto Vera's coach to shit talk. And it's not even on Twitter. It's not even on Twitter. It's like super legit. And his coach came to him and was like so fired up and so mad. And Cheeto Vera was like, don't worry. Like, you got to calm down. I'm going to take care of it and whatever. But he's like, it did secretly fire him up. And he was really glad like to make his coach proud. That's awesome. And you know what coach that was? I can't remember his name now. It was Jason Perillo. Yes. Who, uh... He's the head boxing coach, I guess, out of the Ruka gym. So, you know, I love Ruka and I love all the guys guys and girls that he trains and it's just super cool. But he also, like, smoked two packs a day for, like, 20 years and was a professional boxer and he's just a funny character. And um, I talk to him on Instagram every now and then. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah when he does his lives. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Go on. All right. Number three on the top five, we're going to hit you up with some Bellator action. So, in a, I guess... Kind of, not surprising, but a little bit under the radar. Vadim uh, Nemkov beat the shit out of light heavyweight champion Ryan Bader. And surprisingly, is a new light heavyweight champion. Ryan Bader, if you remember, uh, we talked about it when it happened last year, uh, was the light heavyweight and heavyweight champion mm-hmm. at Bellator. And he was obviously a great fighter, super gorilla guy, super strong, great wrestling, really good striking. And Vadim Nemkov really just... He really fucked him up bad. And the ref gave... There's all this talk about the refs. Some let fights go on too long. Some, they uh, get cut too short in terms of the stoppages. It was crazy because the Bader was really getting his fucking ass kicked. But he's such a strong, tough dude. Mm. You could make the argument that it was a good... Like, a good letting the stoppage go on. (laughs) Allowing it to go on. Getting that additional damage. And then when it really got to the point that he could not defend himself intelligently, that's where they stopped it. So, I I think it's an opportunity to say the ref did a good job there. Bader just proved how tough he was. No, I don't. Why do I keep putting you on the spot, man? I know. It's it's summertime, dude. I'm not. uh, It's like total end of summer, dude. Um, But also, just things that I want to point out. uh, So, Fedor Melianko, he's obviously one of the greatest uh, heavyweights of all time. Pride fighter, did all this stuff. Uh, He uh, is Vadim Nemkov's, like, mentor. So, Nemkov's, like, like his protege. So, it's kind of cool to see the next wave of Russian savages uh, be linked to Fedor. And then also, it was the last event on Paramount. So, Bellator's had this crazy it's weird deal. It's just so fucking random. It's so Since random. When? It's the Paramount Network. They would show some fights on Paramount, some not. They wouldn't really announce it. They would change it. And then sometimes fights would be live 
online, but then it would be shown on Paramount later, and then you couldn't see it online because it was blacked out because Paramount had the rights, so then you couldn't see it. Oh my god, it, it was, it's Remember, been Remember, it's been, it's been a disaster. I mean, we, we paid $10 a month for the Zone app, and we couldn't see... Fights when they were happening yeah. if they were overseas. On on the zone or on Paramount. They they both wrestle fucked us, babe. They oh my gosh, nice. I get it now. So it was the last event on Paramount and I for a second I got sad and I was like, no, fuck that. I hope that whatever contract uh contractual dispute and stuff like that is ended now and that they can just make it easier and more streamlined. But where are they gonna watch. go now? We, we don't even know. It's who, just like, who knows? Who this knows? is ridiculous. Whatever. We'll figure it out. That's actually annoying. So that's number three on our top five. I'm going to do a quick jump to top five, to number four just because it's really funny. It's really fucking funny. <laughs> Remember what I always say when I told Anna a long time ago when you see these men act terrible. It's real housewives with testosterone. So Dana White is the uh, what is he? He's the head promoter and president of the UFC. He's had beef with Oscar De La Hoya for years. And they've just gone back and forth because Oscar De La Hoya is a, obviously a head promoter of Golden Boy uh, Productions and the president of that organization. And they just hate each other. And uh, since part of this podcast is about telling you about like what is kind of known and the gossip in the fight community... <laughs> Uh, Oscar De La Hoya has been known to have a little bit of a cocaine problem. You know, a lot of people in fighting have have a little bit of a cocaine problem. And uh, Oscar De La Hoya has also been known to have photos circulate of him cross-dressing. I didn't know that. (laughs) Well, oh my God. I definitely have to pull this up. (laughs) I probably shouldn't do it on my work computer. No, no, no. I'll look it. And we'll add that to Instagram too. And hey, man, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with it, you know. But it's definitely something that people are gonna poke fun at you about. Did he do both at the same time? Uh, I mean, one would only assume that. I would assume I mean, too, but I don't. Gotta that's... make both better, right? Like, <laughs> there's no way. Only one way to find out. There she goes. Uh, she tripped up our monitor God again with the last. And do you know? I remembered, and I was like. I'm not letting that happen. And did you know that this is the second time that this happened, but I didn't call it out the first time? (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) after the most recent UFC event, somebody asked Dana because apparently Oscar De La Hoya is coming out of retirement. And uh, what does that mean? So, well, Oscar De La Hoya, yeah, he's coming out of retirement. And Dana White, in a stroke of comedic genius, without even skipping a beat, goes, "Cocaine ain't cheap." So uh, it was a good subtle dig. I already posted it on the Instagram story. It was I'll, really I'll funny. Again, George was, was listening to it in the living room when I was in the back room working out. And that's I didn't hear any other part of Dana White's post-fight press conference other than that line. And I was like, who is he talking about? This is so funny. And he delivered it really smoothly. Yeah. Well, worthy of being four on the top I think, five. I think it was actually. So number five in our top five is let's look forward to this weekend. It's UFC Fight Night. It's all on ESPN and it starts at six o'clock. We're pretty pumped because we're going to be away with our friends at a house and there are maybe only other listeners. So we get to watch the fights with them. We'll, and we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. We'll can see. We, can we put a, a test in right here to see? Oh, if they bring it up? Yeah. And what? If they don't, they don't 
get to watch what we're going to watch anyway with them. Yeah, fuck you guys. Yeah, good one. Except okay. then if they really know and then they do it back to us, then they won't, like... Then they'll do pranks to us. Who knows? Now I'm scared. Not the pranks. Not the pranks. <laughs> Purple monkey dishwasher. That's the code word. To get into the free fights on ESPN. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So just like uh, last card I thought was whack name wise, but then it ended up being really good. This card I'm pretty hyped for. It's like literally out of left field. They're just like booking these fights like last minute. Standard because of COVID and other things. But Anthony Smith is fighting, which goes back to what George was talking about a little bit with refs and stoppages. Because Anthony Smith's last oh, fight, Jesus you might remember. Christ, I forgot about that. We were like, and the most viewers thought that fight should have been stopped way before. And Anthony Smith came out and was like, I go out like that. I would have been pissed at my coaches. That's stupid. So I agree. <laughs> um, it'll be interesting to see him. The co-main on that card is like, uh, I just, whatever, this is crazy. I did not know this fight was happening. I know. It's Robbie Waller versus Neil Magny. That's going to be difficult to pick who we want to root for. That's insane. Um, Robbie Waller, super, super veteran. Neil Magny's a veteran too, and he's fought everybody. No, And both good guys. Um, So I'm really, I'm really excited for that one. There's a rematch. Another fight you would recall us talking about, it this guy Kutalaba versus Ankalev. Neither are known fighters. However, that too was a controversial stoppage. Yeah, because but that bullshit. I just remembered that. Ankalev won because it looked like Kutalaba was rocked. And Kutalaba was all like, no, that's my strategy. I wanted him to think I was, was fucked up. He was playing drunken kung fu master. <laughs> fucking get out of here, dude. Stupid. Still interesting. Should be interesting to watch. And lastly, um, Alex Caceres is fighting. And I was like, how do I remember that name? He just beat our boy Chase Hoopaloop. And so it'll be interesting to Didn't see. Didn't my boy Crone kick Alex Caceres' ass? Oh, I don't know. Oh, you had to put me on the spot because I put you on the spot. <laughs> I hope it feels good. I hope uh, it feels well, really good. It doesn't. <laughs> so that's our top five. Cool. This episode is brought to you by our newest BFFs, Matthew and Thomas. They're not even a week old, but they're our newest fans. And we love you. <laughs>